Sartre a Mistrobin Hazarta. A day to fear now. Give me the power I beg of you. Awake! You are all going to die tonight. I'm drawing a line in the fucking sand here. Do not read the Latin. Read it. Hi, welcome to Don't Read the Latin. I'm Jennifer Lovely, and my guest for tonight is... Hello, everyone. I'm Kim Douthat. I've been here before. You have. <laughs> I was kind of wondering how I was going to do my top 10 uh, this year, because I'd, I'd been doing it with a large crowd of people, but I felt it diverged too much from how I've changed my podcast. And I was like, what could I do? And I was like, I'm going to bring Kim back on. Yay. Uh, so, Kim, the only big change is uh, my pronouns are she, her. What are your pronouns? My pronouns are also she, her. Fantastic. Um, I think one of our regrets that we were kind of talking about before we started recording is the stuff that just due to 2020 that was supposed to come out this year that we're not getting to have in our top 10 list. And you had mentioned... Promising Young Women. Uh, yeah. Which, we're both heartbroken. I... You know, and it's funny because there are, with the new model as things have been coming out, uh, either at the same time as, as a theatrical release or, or shortly after, and, and it's $20 seems to be the yeah uh, the price. Like, there's almost nothing I would pay $20. I would pay $20 for this. I don't care. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. to rent it. I would pay $20 to rent it because that's how much I've been wanting to see this movie. Yeah. And uh, my, my brother over the holidays paid $20 to see Greenland. <laughs> no one should pay $20 to see Greenland. I'm going to put that out there. <laughs> I realize this is the best 10, but just, just in case you were wondering, do not pay $20 to watch Greenland. Greenland. Yeah, there's, um, there's a couple of things. The other thing that I've been waiting on is it's synchronic. Which yes. is, yeah, the direct, mm -hmm. the, yeah, Endless and, and those movies. I've been just hoping it would sneak in. Because I thought I'd read somewhere that it was going to come out on the 25th. And I thought Promising Young Woman was going to come out on the 25th, too. So I was like, and you always see all the people coming out with their top 10 lists, like, mid-December. And I'm like, yeah. there are those sneaky fucking releases that come out, like, the last 10 days of the, de of the, the year. Mm -hmm. And then they don't make it on the top 10 list of the year. And then they're forgotten by the next year. There's been a quite, there's been a handful of them that have really kind of irritated me that I'm like, I've done honorable mentions, like, the year before, the next year. Because I'm like, mm -hmm. it couldn't be on any list. Yeah. So, but that's always kind of annoyed me. Well, and I... A couple of my top 10 are in that kind of weird gray area where they had a festival release in, in 2019, but they didn't get a wide release till 2020. So I'm... Yep. That's I'm how still, I count it too. Yeah. If, if it was not readily accessible to somebody before 2020, uh, either via streaming or, or in theaters, then yeah. I feel like it's still fair game. So, Kim, what have you been up to in our great COVID year of 2020? Oh, Lord. <laughs> Because <laughs> I know uh, you've still been busy as hell. Oh, yeah. I, I, I'm not quite sure how that... Well, no, I know how that happened. Some of it was I... Uh, part of my... I have more than one day job. I work in the arts. And so 
uh, I work with a lot of different theaters doing um, directing shows and, and teaching. And uh, so it was sort of relearning how to teach online. Oh, geez. <laughs> Uh, which I know as a parent, like, oh, <laughs> you're seeing the other side of it. Yeah. Yeah. And I have a cousin who's a teacher, and um, she has stated that she sees a lot of the people that she works with leaving the force because all of the pluses that draw them to teaching are all being taken away, and all you're left with is the stress and the negatives yeah. of teaching. So it's like it's really hard to find that balance. One. Well, you know, for me as a, as a theater arts educator, we went back in person in July. Yeah. Um, because we are considered uh, essential as childcare. Oh, in yeah. In the summertime. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I, starting July, I was teaching a combination of, of in-person and online. And, you know, the... I have to give so much credit to the theaters I've been working with because the level of precaution and and the safety of the students, the safety of their educators has been 100% their main goal, which I, I so, so appreciate. Um, and even though there's times where it was like, I have a lot of anxiety because I don't really have a choice. I need to make a living. And yeah. if, if, you know, parents aren't signing up for the online stuff, I have to go. In person. Yeah. And, and I, I directed three teen horror films. I do a summer of horror every year and, and we took a lot of precautions. We set everything outdoors, even stuff that wasn't supposed to be set outdoors. We, <laughs> oh, that was a kick, let me tell you. Uh, one of them took place at the school and originally there were supposed to be, you know, extras and kids and, and it was the tiniest high school you've ever seen in your life. Um, but it was also such a delight to be able to be in person with with kids who are are desperate for interaction and desperate to be able to do something. It's really hard to face that as an adult um, because my kid is that kid who's desperate. Yeah. I mean, just just mind-numbingly desperate for interaction. And because I am so high risk, I haven't been able to allow Tecla to be involved in anything that like and she has some friends that are doing like z z has some friends uh that um it's funny because they had tecla on it and at that point in time tecla said um that their pronouns were she they oh okay. and and since then tecla has come out as gender queer and is preferring uh gender neutral pronouns so z there oh okay awesome. um, it's it's x e x i r um it has been an adventure filled year of of <laughs> queerness and it's 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 so it's so fun because it's like I, <laughs> you never see someone who is so like deliciously queer as someone who is like is supported and 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 coming out like especially when they're young or even young adults too because they are just like it's like so in your face and, <laughs> and they're like I am a fucking advertisement for queerness <laughs> yes. Yes. Here is my giant queer flag and my like, like in your face. And so it's, it's been, and I'm, I'm glad that I can be the parent that yeah. I have the safety to be and, and helping Tucker with that. But it's been, yeah. And, and the thing is, it's, it's heartbreaking. And, and my kid, like all of their friends are like remote learning is their fucking jam. And like mm. kids that kind of struggled in school, they're like all excelling and Tecla is just bombing. Yeah. And 
And I'm like, I'm like, you're not failing. This method of learning is failing you. And, and it's that's not for not, everyone. And it's yeah. not. We, we've been doing, I teach these intensive um, theater programs to teens on the weekends with one of my theaters. And uh, we came up with this model. I shouldn't say we. I, I wasn't the one that came up with it. My, uh, my, my um, education director at, at this theater came up with it where there was because it's it's three different sections of kids it's a four hours of teaching blocks and it's three different sections of kids so as an educator i'm seeing upwards of 30 children in this block of time mm -hmm. so we do one week in person and then one week online so there's kind of this built-in not full quarantine, but like if yeah. you were exposed and you get sick, it would come out during this time. But then we have some kids who are fully online for the whole thing. Yeah. For whatever reason, just yeah. safety, whatever, you know. Um, but it was really, really interesting for for the kids that, that were consistently in person and then they did the week online because they had to. The ones who in person just they just sung they just they 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 were were vibrant and in their element and the second they got online it was like a light being snuffed out mm. yeah yeah i i kind of wonder you know and and i think a lot of that is going to be reflected in potentially the horror movies we see mm -hmm. coming out in mm -hmm. the next year of how how this year has has hurt us emotionally um, because I, I can't help but feel like this is, this is a, this is a scar yeah. that's gonna, that's gonna impact us for a really long time. Well, and as, as someone who lives by themselves, um, and, and again, was, was sort of fortunate to be forced into having to teach in person. I wouldn't have done it yeah. otherwise, but you know, I have to pay my rent. Yeah. Um, but I think if I didn't have periods of social interaction because of that, and we're back to being fully online now with the, the yeah. latest um, shutdown, yeah, shut down. But I, I think that um, because I and I, I'm I'm an extroverted introvert. I'm an introvert in my heart, but because of what I do, I have built up a lot of stamina to be able to. Yeah. be out there and I you know the tour the tours for for spooked and podcasting and performing yeah um I think that if I had not had the opportunity to be around people especially I feel it uh even having been around people like I, I we we can't touch each other so like hugs isn't that the the physical the, I, that is the cruelest oh. thing of like even when you do get to see like your friends mm -hmm. in person like if you're hurting the fact that you can't have any physical touch to like be a balm. Yeah. <laughs> like it's, it's I have, hard. I've had a friend where we touched elbows and we both started sobbing because it's like, we both just wanted to wrap our arms around each other. But my friend who came over works in a service industry mm. and they're like, it is too risky. Yeah. It is just too risky for us to get that close. And it's just, it's, it's a crazy year. Um, what I will say in regards to that is that I I remember speaking off the cuff with someone about the horror movies of 2020 and they're like, well, there can't be like, are you even going to come up with a top 10? And I was like, fuck yes. Like <laughs> this year's been kind of amazing. Yeah, there's been the, I, I really struggled to get to my top 10. Um, 
there's been I think there's been so and a lot of international horror that that has been just oh yeah um, thank God for Shudder Shudder has been wonderful for Mm -hmm. like (laughs) for for giving this international stuff and I think I think both you know every we used to get new movies like every Tuesday like new movies Mm -hmm. would release and Mm -hmm. and all of a sudden that well went dry and there was a willingness to like really punch up like a lot of foreign movies period that I don't think would have gotten that much attention just because like you know the stream was so thin Uh (laughs) that you're like what are we gonna do so I am going to I'm gonna kind of keep an ear out for what you mention um because at this point I've got 11 movies in my overflow of like I'm gonna fucking mention these because Uh they're really really great they just didn't make my top 10 Uh so and, and then plus there's, I think, a bunch of other honorable mentions of stuff that I, like, wish I'd seen and I just either didn't have the stamina for, which kind of fucking cracks me up because all of my life, from teens on, horror has been my comfort. Yes. It's- there have been movies I haven't been able to watch this year because they make mm. me emotionally uncomfortable and I can't fucking handle it right now. I, because, yeah, I, I was a kid who, I, I, I have an anxiety disorder, um... I didn't know I had an anxiety disorder until I was in my 30s. I thought everybody's brain works the way my brain oh, yeah. works. So they don't teach that in schools. You know, they don't teach what what not being completely neurotypical. Like, it, it, they, they don't give you any sort of... And we didn't have as much internet as we do now. Yeah. Like, I didn't have any internet as a kid. But, like, I mean, my daughter came to me and said, I think I have ADHD. Can we mm. talk to somebody? And I'm so glad because, mm. like, I have so many female friends that didn't find out they were ADHD until they were in their 30s or 40s. Yeah. But, yeah, anxiety is too. Is a- it, and, it's, and it's funny. Well, and it's funny because as a child, one of the reasons I gravitated towards horror was because it was a, it was a way to kind of explore my anxiety a little bit. Yeah. And with a lot of female... <laughs> Yeah, leads yeah. as well. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I often because I have a I had a really abusive childhood, and um, horror was very much a way for me to experience fear in a way that was mm-hmm. safe and also kind of you know, I felt like it kind of inoculated me against like that sensation. Like I can handle this, and I can handle those times where I am more afraid because, and yeah, all the awesome female, all the awesome. Well, and yeah. it's it's really cool because I've been teaching through uh youth year northwest i i gotta give them a plug for being willing to they i do my summer of horror with them we this is our we just did our third year of making teen horror films and they have been letting me teach a horror film discussion class that's awesome and i know when it first started there was some raised eyebrows when we first started making horror films there was raised eyebrows but that because it was all teens parents were a little bit more like "Eh, okay um but their willingness to say there are so many kids and teens out there who are who find comfort, who find solace in these films, and that that just because something has a label of horror, it does. And I think my my top ten list is going to reflect this. It does not mean we're just watching Saw. It does not mean we're just watching Friday the Thirteenth. Which nothing against any of those. No. No. But there is this kind of stigma. There is. And there's just as many flavors of horror as there mm. are every other genre. Yes. Um, 
I'm, I'm really excited because I know there's times where there are movies that I'm like, I'm just less inclined to that you're amazingly passionate about. So I'm, I'm really, really freaking excited to hear your top 10. So let's just shoot. (laughs) Let's just, let's just go for it. And I'm going to let you go first. What is your uh, number 10? My number 10. uh, And this is one that was, I watched during hundred days of horror and was just a real good time uh, is vampires versus the Bronx. I haven't seen that yet. And I want to, it was just, fun it was just really really fun and you know i lived i lived in new york for 10 years so there's anytime there's a movie in new york i i my heart kind of longs a little bit but it it's just a good time it reminded me a little of some of the movies i watched when i was younger um it has it's 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 not reinventing the wheel but it's just fun and in a year where everything that's been happening has been happening i needed some fun Mm -hmm. yeah there needs there needs to be more fun there needs to be more fun (laughs) just about everything (laughs) just about everything and 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 that's where you know it's funny because looking at my my list there is a combination of the stuff where i'm like this is just a damn good film and the stuff where i was like i just liked it i just liked it yes um i am laughing a little bit because for two reasons Number one reason is Bob is going to laugh his ass off because I went to see this movie with he and Allison and I professed at the time that I fucking hated it. Ooh. And this movie is no fucking fun at all. Okay. Okay. Bring it. Bring it. The Lodge. Oh, yeah. I fucking hated it. (laughs) So, but here is why it's in my top 10 Mm -hmm. is I said at the time that enjoyment wise, it got a one. Yeah, but but it's not like a fun movie. style and mm, and yeah. and and the actors, it was like yeah. a five. So I ended yeah. up giving it like a three, mm-hmm. and I was like this. And I think my my letterbox rating on it was, or like my review of it was, this is like beautifully done misery. Like it's just fucking <laughs> miserable. And the thing is, and I've I have not rewatched it because I just don't want to. Is this mm-hmm. fucking movie has lived rent free in my head for like an entire fucking year, yeah. to the point where I have almost rewatched it because I remember scenes, I remember mm-hmm. shots, I remember this, I remember that, and I'm so fucking angry. It's in my list, and I've I've crossed it out a million times because <laughs> I don't like. I. It makes it, it's it's like those those times where you're like, why do you guys keep that asshole in the crowd? And they're like, well, they're really funny, and we've known them forever. Mm-hmm. And you're like, but they're a dick. But they're a dick. <laughs> they're this the worst. This this movie is like the group asshole where you're like, but it's kind of the worst. <laughs> but it like punched me so hard in the gut that I'm still thinking about it eleven mm. months later. So. Okay, the lodge. There you, you go. You win this round. this <laughs> round. No, I, I will say, like, I I loathed it when I watched it. But part of why I loathed it is that I felt like it was a waste of such talent because the acting was so good. So the good. Style, it was beautiful to look at, but I fucking hated it. Is vicious. It is a vicious mean movie. It's it's a very it's a mean mean movie, and. I'm, you know, it's it's one that I do wonder if I should rewatch when I'm maybe not quite so, I don't even know, emotional, except that'll never happen. I'm always emotional. Um, but <laughs> the meanness of it, the meanness of it really, really got to me when I watched and it's, it. It is mean. It is literally mean yeah. from the beginning until the very end. Yeah. 
it's it's kind of miserable to sit through. <laughs> it is. It's misery. It is misery. And but I, it's beautiful. I am, You're right. But it is beautiful and it's stark mm-hmm. and and it's well acted. Mm-hmm. I'm. But the thing is, is like I crossed it off and put other things in that I liked, but I just didn't inspire such a feeling of passion for me. Yeah, that's fair. I yeah. don't know. We'll go with it. There'll there'll be things I love ten times more. <laughs> but when something sticking with you is I mean, I, I felt similarly I didn't loathe it, but when I saw Hereditary, I walked out being like, I don't know if I liked that, mm-hmm. but it was brilliant. The mm-hmm. acting was stunning. The visuals were gorgeous, but I don't know that I enjoyed myself. Yeah. But it was a beautiful film and a hard film to watch. Yeah. Um, and not one that I'm necessarily going to want to watch again in the near future. But yeah. yeah. No, that's, that's I was good. shocked that like hered- I, I was shocked that I was able to rewatch Hereditary because it hits so many of my buttons. Um, but there's just something that Ari Aster does that just fucking works for me. And I know there's people out there who just fucking hate his movies. And and I get it. Um, but like, it's like he's out there penning shit for me. Like, I mean, I'm like, like, okay, thank you. We we talked about Midsummer. Midsummer, Midsummer is, and I've I've watched it multiple times since I I, I treated my I treated myself to the uh, director's cuts. And I haven't watched it yet. I got it though. I see, and that for me is a movie that is when I need release. It is so utterly cathartic. And yeah. And his ability to, as a as a male director, to understand female characters is something very much. Yeah, I marvel. Yeah. Very, very few and male I, directors. I feel that I feel strongly that too about with Hereditary yeah. in, in in the struggle between she and her mom. Yes. Um, especially if you come from um, a home of abuse or a problematic mother figure, mm-hmm. like you just you're like I feel seen. <laughs> And then you get to Midsummer, and you're like that asshole man. Well, I really didn't think he was that bad. He totally fucking deserved to die. Coming from the side of it having been in a not good, uh, well, marriage. Uh, I, I, I think that's why every time I watch that movie and people are like, I don't know, man, it was a rough watch. I'm like, was it? Was, was it a rough watch? Because I that smile. A, yeah, yeah. There are parts of it that, I mean, if I just am rewatching it to like, re-experience portions mm-hmm. of it there i will fully admit there's portions of that movie i fast forward through because i'm mm-hmm. like there are times where i can't emotionally handle the early portions yeah of that yeah movie. yeah <laughs> but the group <laughs> the group crying scene always oh yes yeah. anyway, anyway. That's, that's 2019 not 2020 it's true, it's true. <laughs> so what is your uh, number nine my number nine is is a movie that again I, I can't say this was a fun movie, but I thought it was a stunning movie, and that is uh, La La Llorona. Ah, that uh, is higher up on my list, and I'll talk about it on mine. So you talk about it with okay. you. Okay, I you know, and it's funny. I the only reason it kind of didn't make its way further up my list is it was again. It's it's not a fun watch. It's not Mm-mm. an easy watch, and where I thought the performances were stunning and and the message was oh um it's surreality it's it's like it's it's so it it is it's that combination of of supernatural Mm -hmm. and like horror that is something that's from something so real so real 
And I, I don't want to spoil the yeah. ending. Yeah. But the way the final act is treated. Yes. Um, it's just amazing. Yes. Oh, uh, here. Hold on a second. <laughs> Hi. Oh. Max is my pod cat. Oh, no, this oh, is Maggie. I, hear. I can hear. Yeah. I'm purring. I heard something through the mic. My, my podcast is, I, th- I think, sleeping in the bedroom. <laughs> she might wander out later. We'll see. <laughs> she was always kind of like off off in her own area every time I've been over there to record. So well, the more people in the in in the place, the more she gets a little. Yeah, um, she's a little shy. But once she once she's adjusted to a person, she's pretty good. But uh, yeah. that many people is that was because I there was a. Uh, I think anytime you've been over, there was two extra people. Yeah, and Just that a was a shit ton. little too many for her to yeah. kind of yeah. dive into the fray. But, um, but no, uh, I, I very much, in, I very much enjoyed this movie. But there were other movies that I think emotionally hit me a little harder for mm-hmm. whatever reason, or just, I mean. When we get there, you'll know when we get there. There's one on my list where I'm like, this wasn't necessarily a good movie, but damn if I didn't like it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, my number nine is uh, Blood Quantum. Oh, I uh, need to see that. Oh, it's, it's on see, my list. It's I really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a, a fan-fucking-tastic take on zombies, which isn't a, a genre that I'm typically, like, really in on. Mm-hmm. And I will say, like, a third of the way... Don't lick me. Stop. <laughs> um, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, stop. Oh, God, why? You see the little ears. You're like... Mur, mur. Um, God damn it, cat. <laughs> um... Like a third of the way in, I was like, mm, and then it just fucking nailed it. And I was just like, okay, I'm totally in on this. <laughs> and the thing is, it's like, I don't like, I mean, I've mentioned it kind of in passing, but I grew up on the reservation. Right. Um, my dad's, uh, my stepdad, um, uh, we lived on his family's land and we lived there um, kind of before they'd gotten the authority to do like casinos on native land. Oh. And like, and, and, so it's like my memories of like how much the reservation did for us, like pre casino is like this amazing thing where it was huge and community and mm. like they reached out and you got together over Christmas, they'd pull the community together and and all of this stuff and it's like it was funny because then the casinos came in and it's like all of the tiny outreach stuff seemed like it stopped and it's like it's like I had seen like the culture kind of do some shifts and changes. And, um, but it's, it's something very precious to me. And it's also really funny. My little brother and sister are native. Um, and I was always kind of harassed in school of like, why aren't you going to Indian student club meetings? And I'm like, cause I'm a bohonk. Because <laughs> I was like a little tan, long brown-haired girl right. who was Pol- Polish and, and Bohemian, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I'm not of your tribe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm one of one of my family's the chosen people. <laughs> but um, because of that, because I was raised through it from like six to eighteen, mm-hmm. like it's very important to see Native representation to me, and yes. and. Like, to me, just even seeing their faces and hearing their voices and 
it's just really, really important. And I'm always going to seek it out. And, uh, and it was an interesting take, <coughs> pardon me, an interesting take on a genre that I don't typically appreciate that much. And I, I love seeing that. I love seeing that redone in an interesting way. It's been on my to watch list for a while. And it was one that I actually hoped I would get to before we recorded. I had a list of ones I was hoping to watch before we recorded because there's a few that I'm like, I've been meaning to get to this. This could make my list. And I just I just didn't get there in time. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I mean, I've got a list of like one of them being Promising Young Woman. Um, but I've got a list of like four others that I'm like, you know, everybody has great things to say about these. I am not going to be sad at all next year when I have like a bunch of like really well recommended awesome horror movies to watch. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to be sad about that. Yeah, no, it's <laughs> it's it's one of the things I like about doing uh, things like this is that yeah. there, you're never going to have seen. I mean, maybe you have, in which case you're very special, but <laughs> um, you're never going to have seen all of them. And it's a great chance to get recommendations and there's times i'll bump things up my list because i you know somebody recommends it who i trust i'm like i will bump this movie up my list for you (laughs) well and then i'm so impressed with those people that are like are watching a movie or two movies like every day and i Mm -hmm. used to be that person i Mm -hmm. used to have the seven disc at a time netflix subscription because like i would just get home and i'd throw a movie on because that was what I like to do with my time. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, that's not my life anymore. Like, yeah. I would love that to be my life, but it's not. <laughs> well, and I found, especially during the pandemic, there were times where I'd finish teaching or whatever I was doing that day. And I'm like, I have a couple hours. I should watch something I haven't seen. Or I could watch Parks and Recreation for the millionth time and just let my brain shut off for a while. Let's watch Parks and Recreation for the millionth time. 2020, the year of the comfort watch. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Tekla has watched The Good Place. I think think they've watched that. They watched Parks and Rec. But like, and and Brooklyn Nine-Nine, just like Mm -hmm. over and over and over and over Mm -hmm. again. Mm Mm-hmm. Psych too. I picked Psych oh, yeah. up again, uh, which I'd watched back when it was first on a couple seasons, and then I think I was in grad school in the UK, and it was too hard to watch, and I just sort of fell off of it. And USA had done a marathon for a couple weeks, and I and it was like a present for you. It was. I was like, oh, this is a great show with no stakes for the most no. part, but just like fun and great actors and clever and fun Easter eggs and and. Later seasons, when they were doing all of these little homages to um, old TV shows and movies, and they did that, like the Twin Peaks episode, they did, and the, awesome. they did one that was all like all stuff with The Shining. Like I, I have nothing but respect for that show. Yeah, that's <laughs> oh, that sounds awesome. Like mine might have all been like shows that I watched with Tokla, mm. except I end up watching them over and over again. Like I've watched Shira so many times. <gasps> the new Shira, the new one, and, right? Yeah, it's so good. It's so gay. It's so I, awesome. I need to watch, I need to watch that. And it, and I know it's wonderful. And we've watched that, and we watched uh, Kipo in the Age of Wonder Beast, which is also mm. just like heartwarming and wonderful. And mm. we watched, um, and then Steven Universe wrapped up this year too. Mm, that's and they're all just like giant hugs from my heart. That you know, 
It's like, watch them once with Tackle and Tackle. I was like, that's nice. I mean, I like that. Um, <laughs> except we got to the end, you know, where where She-Ra gets together with Catra. And Tekla's like, I'm going to watch this over and over and over again. <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Gay, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. Um, so, where are we? Eight. eight. What is your number eight? Uh, my number eight is one that I actually did just watch the other day. And that is Possessor. That's on my list of, like, I wish I'd gone to it. Okay. It's, Talk to me. Well, and, and it's funny because it's, it's you know, Brandon Cronenberg, who is uh, the son of David Cronenberg. Yeah. And you can super tell. <laughs> like, if, if I didn't know going in that it was not a David Cronenberg, I'd be like, wow, this person's really into Cronenberg. Yeah. <laughs> He's well-versed. Yeah. <laughs> He's well-versed in Cronenberg. Very well-versed in Cronenberg. There's all these little touches that just remind me of Cronenberg. Um, and again, it's it's not a fun watch. And it it could be something, too, that would potentially be very triggering for some people. Yeah. It is very honestly why I've, I've bought it. It's, you know, it's sitting in my, my queue of movies. And mm-hmm. I've always been like, can I emotionally handle this tonight? I'm like, no. It's, it's. One of the reasons I really liked it is it is so thoroughly unique. Yeah. Um, the use of the the lighting in it is stunning. Isn't which that is, wonderful, though, oh. when, when, like, the set mm-hmm. or the lighting or the sound is, like, as big a star as anything else in the movie? As anything else. Uh, and it it's just, I mean... There's times where you're so uncomfortable watching what's what's being presented to you too, and it it's not again. It's not an easy watch, but no. but man, that again, it stuck with me. Um, yeah, and I appreciated um, the women in it. Yeah, uh, it it was utterly unique. And, and stylized in a way that, that just hit all my buttons as a person who likes that side of things and who directs yeah. herself. Like, it was so well-directed. And there were some times where the story got a little muddled in there, but the, the uniqueness of it and just the, the stylization and the performances were all so good. But... This is not a movie I would recommend outside of either my horror people or... You're not going to tell this to the novice, like, no, horror fan. No, no, no. <laughs> and, like, I, and there's some filmmaker friends who aren't necessarily big horror people, but who appreciate a, a well-done film. I, I would recommend this to them as a, this is something different and interesting, but this is not a casual horror fan film. Uh, <laughs> it, it's It's rough. There's, I will say again, there, there, suicide is a big theme throughout. Yeah. So if, if you are someone who that could trigger, it's just going to hurt too movie. much to watch it. Yeah. yeah I don't watch do it. not watch this movie at all. But uh, yeah, that's my, that's my number eight. What's your number eight? My number eight is a ton of fucking fun. And it is Bit. Uh, Which is another one that's on my list, but I haven't seen I I love this and what I love so much about it is it feels it hit me watching it 
the same way that the Lost Boys hit me when I was a, a, a young tween. Oh, wow. Of, like, you know, a bunch of, like, you know, they're adults-ish. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, the fact that uh, the lead is is a young trans woman. Oh, and awesome. actually acted by a young trans woman. Who would have thought it could even be done? <laughs> you mean there's young trans women who are actors? actresses? What? I know. What? And so, but it's really, really great. And it talks about, you know, <laughs> and there was, of course, people hated it, you know, because if there's like a female lead hmm. and it's presents as like things that females think about or women think about like it's like oh it's stupid and i didn't like it and stupid i thought that ah yes (laughs) on the nose (laughs) when it's vicious it's vicious um when it's angry it's angry when it's bloody it's bloody and i was sold and it's a whole lot of fun Mm. And it's kind of talking about separating yourself from your family and from your fuck-ups of your youth. Okay. You know, um, it's a little bit, it's a little bit coming of age. And it's a little bit of one of my favorite genres of all time, which is a little spoilery, but she fucking accepts her dark power. Is one of my favorite genres of all time. You know, at the the end of Legacy, you know, what are you going to do with all of this? Mm -hmm. Anything I want. I love that. All right, I'm bumping you know, that up my list too now. I really enjoyed it. So, <laughs> all right, we are at seven. We're at seven. Um, okay, so my seven is this is my yes, people I know, but I enjoyed it and it was fun. And also, also to you haters out there, I fucking like Kristen Stewart, okay? <laughs> My number seven is Underwater. Underwater is on my, like, it was going to be my honorable mention. God, Underwater is so good. It's so good. And it's also, because you've got, you've got John Gallagher Jr. too, which the theater nerd in me is always happy to see on screen. I love him so much. I saw him in, it was Halloween day. I treated myself to the movies because I was the only person in the movie theater. (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, it was amazing. (laughs) Well, yes. Yeah. I mean, oh no, but like in yeah. the time of COVID, it was amazing. But he was in, um, oh, uh, was Come it Play. Cloverfield? Or, or what was that? Come Play. It was oh, no this year. It was yet. this year. Yeah. That was it was the one time since COVID I went to the movie theaters because no one had bought a ticket on Halloween, and I was like, all right, I'm going to do this. This can't be worse than being in a room full of sweaty teenagers with masks on. I'll just be in my own little space with a mask on. It's fine. Um, and and the movie was fine, but I very much enjoyed him. But uh, anyway, Underwater, I just, it's just fun. It's just fun. It's a really good movie. It's yeah. a good movie. It's fast paced. I love that they waste no time. They dive they right in. just jump right into it. And, and I get mad when I heard complaints about like, well, there's not enough of this. There's a lot of underlying backstory that mm-hmm. shows hints here and there that is really, really good. And I'm sorry. I don't need to know like their childhood stories no. to jump straight into a fucking you know movie with them. No. Sometimes the action starts right away. Like I'm enough uh-huh. of an imaginative person that I can dive in there with them. And the touches that you got as it went on, to me, are so much more organic than 
somebody at the beginning being like, I remember the winter of 84 when the similar monster attack happened and I was underwater and I got away then, but I'm not going to get away now. That was my white whale. Like, no, nobody does that. They're, they're panicking. They're running for their life. You don't have to know too much. And it's just, it's a good time. And again, I will, I will to my grave. I like Kristen Stewart. Haters, be damned. <laughs> I am, I liked her and I never saw the Twilight movies. They just weren't my jam. Yeah, yeah. But my first exposure to uh, Kristen Stewart was the, uh, the Scarecrows movie. Um, gosh, what was it called? Now it's going to drive me nuts. I'm going to look it up really, really quick. <laughs> Because I also watched her this year in the um, the Hulu uh, happiest happiest ha- season. Yeah, yeah, the which Christmas is, the Christmas one. Yeah, which we watched because we're like, it's the lesbian it's, Hallmark it's the movie. Lesbian Hallmark movie. She is amazing, and the between her and um, is it her Aubrey Aubrey oh, Plaza? It? Yeah, yeah. I know. I was. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, mm-hmm. my um, bisexual I... heart was just like boom, 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 boom. Yes, boom, boom, yes, boom, boom, boom. I I joined you there. <laughs> in that, it's gonna fucking drive me nuts. Hold on a second, I'm gonna look this up because it's gonna make me insane. No, my first. Matter. Let's see. Let's keep going. Keep going further back, Jen. Further <laughs> back. Um, because was it before Twilight? The Messengers. Oh, from two thousand seven. Wow, I forgot where they, that they she move- was in that. Yeah. yeah, she's the oldest daughter that's mm-hmm. fucked some shit up, and mm-hmm. yeah, um, that's I right. really enjoyed her in that, and I love how she's really finding her own mm-hmm. in between horror and comedy. She's yeah. got the chops for both of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, their Charlie- Charlie's Angels last year was a fucking delight. I need to and- watch that. Oh, it's so much fun, and she's so gay. Oh, I love that. She is so deliciously, wonderfully lesbian and mm. and just like it's like coming off of off of her like sparkles. It's just beautiful. I love that. It makes me so happy. And um but like the stuff that she's done in horror lately has been just fucking knocking it's my socks awesome. off too. Yeah. yeah. No, and and you know, people say that she doesn't emote enough or she doesn't have facial expressions. I'm like I I feel like, again, as a woman, you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. We either emote too much or we don't emote enough. Um, Have you seen Personal Shopper? No, that's one that's been... It's really good. I really like that. No, I need to... That's one that's been, for a long time, been on my list. It's a quiet movie, Mm -hmm. but it's really, really well done. I really enjoyed it. I liked it. uh, it, To me, it had... It's kind of the same... Uh, flavor profile is kind of like Lake Mungo, where it's like, oh, okay, okay, <sighs> creepy and mourning and okay. yeah, because Lake Mungo is is uh, that's one that it's one of my favorites. It sticks yeah. with me every time I watch it. I get chills. Um, yeah. and okay, I'll have to. Oh, it's one of those. It's one of those up. that I, I probably once in every like three quarters of a year I watch it. Okay. I won't say I watch it every six months, but like right. Lake Mungo is one of those ones that I just revisit and get something different from every time I watch it. I've been pushing to do it for horror discussion group, but um, <laughs> this term, I had a delightful, an utterly delightful, but a group uh, entirely of teenage boys. 
and mm. which was such an interesting experience to have this group of teenage boys and me as their instructor. And they were so lovely and so like great discussions. They were into the movies I brought to the table, but there was a few I'd initially been intending to. And then I was like, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to read the room. I'm going to read the room <laughs> and maybe not do this one this time and wait till we have a, a different mix of, of students. Um, but uh, yeah, that's, that's one that's been on my list to do for horror discussion for a while. Cause I feel like it's one that I think the teens would actually really respond to. Yeah. Um, but most of them have not heard of it. Yeah. Uh, not just uh, really, really snuck in under the radar. Yeah. It's like even a lot of horror fans, like hardcore horror fans are like, hmm. That, you yeah. know, that's true. It, it's one that I recommend a lot. And I feel like it's 50-50 if I've talked to somebody who is, who's either seen it or who's like, wait, what's that? Uh, I see a little fluffy tail behind you. <laughs> I just saw it. I oh. saw it like this. I saw this. <laughs> She's it's like a little table. shark. Her She was up. Um, she was up right next to my computer, but she thankfully didn't walk over it. And now she's sitting on my puzzle. <laughs> I don't know if you can. That's there's Tilly on my puzzle. Aw, oh, I've got a big puzzle on my table too. <laughs> you know, I was never a puzzle person. I was Me a either. Lego my person. first one. With the pandemic, my mom's a big puzzle person, and so when the pandemic first it's super started. Zen. I will, because I'm somebody who, I have trouble sitting still doing, while I'm watching movies, or watching oh, TV. So, oh, yeah, you can totally, like, kind of, mm -hmm. it's, you can drift to it and away from it, and it does no harm. It does no harm, and if you end up holding a puzzle piece and staring at the screen for 30 minutes, it's fine, or if for 30 minutes you're actively putting pieces in, so, yeah. I'm a, I'm, my, my goal is to decorate my bathroom as haunted mansion and mm. and i've got so much art stuff but i decided instead of like buying an art piece i got the stretching portraits as a puzzle oh. so after we get it put together then i'll just glue the whole thing and then put oh. it up on the wall oh that's cool it's like it's like i get the enjoyment of putting it together and then i get the enjoyment forever of it being my art oh i like that i like that <laughs> <laughs> um my number seven is spontaneous you know, I'd seen you post about that recently, and I wanted to watch it, but it's, it's, um... I love that you haven't seen my movies, and you're like, I'm gonna go watch those now. Oh, well, because the only <laughs> thing that stopped me was, is, it's not, it's, it's only rentable at this point. It's not streaming oh, anywhere. true. Yeah. And I, I went back It's hard to forth. throw the money down on it right now. <sighs> I, because I'd already thrown the money down on a couple other movies, and I was like, I can't justify doing more, since I know it'll go either cheaper or to a streaming site sometime in the next probably two months. I think it might be purchasable now. Oh, because I also don't mind, I don't mind buying something, yeah. but the, the like extreme yeah, amount of money I to own rent it. I can't do. Oh, okay. That's not as bad then. Um, I don't know if it, you can physically buy it, but I, I buy a lot of VOD um, mm -hmm. because I just have run out of room. Um, so unless I want the extras on a disc or, yeah. or, you know, it's just very, very precious to me. I don't mm -hmm. buy it physically any longer. And it's like, I accept that Amazon is 
what Amazon is mm-hmm. and that they can take my stuff away um, because oh, I don't actually own it. Yeah. Um, but I just, I literally just don't have the room. Yeah. Like I, I can own, you know, we'll not, I'm not going to say out loud how many movies I own on VOD because it's kind of embarrassing. No, for my physical media, I have a... One in, one out, don't you? One in, one out. Yeah. I had to because there was a time, well, in my old place with my ex, we had just shelves and shelves and shelves. And I have clothes. I have have blockbuster shelves. Yeah. But when I moved into my my new place, and I love my place, but it's a a cute little tiny bedroom, you know? And and I can only. It's perfect. And it's perfect for you. It's perfect for me. But physical media is, particularly when so much of it. I I will say that there has been shit that I have had to pay more than I would like on that I either owned at one point um, or I was just like, oh, I'll get that later. And they've Mm. gone out of print. And so I've had to buy stuff on eBay for higher than I would like. Right. Because it's just not available later. But well, I've been doing um, Scarecrow since the pandemic started has been Mm, shipping stuff. mm -hmm. So I joined there. You can rent out, you know, six movies at a time or whatever, and they send them to you. And then Mm. you get an envelope that you pop them in and and send them back. And that sounds um, tempting. And so I've been, and I did the, um, if you purchase 10 ahead of time, you get a discount. And so I've been doing even better. Yeah. So it's, that's what I've been doing for some of the stuff that's come across. uh, It's a little harder to find. It's a little harder to find so that I'm not shelling out. A lot of money a for something, especially yeah, for that's things. A fast. Well, and if I'm not necessarily going to watch it more than once, if it's something yeah. that I I think I'm going to want to return to, I have no mm-hmm. problem putting it in my collection if it's more obscure. Yeah. But if it's something yeah. I'm like, I'm glad I watched it, but I'm not going to be watching this again. Yeah, I'm happy yeah. to put it back into the world. <laughs> yeah, and I think I buy like a lot more physical media and, and even just movies because um, because I do so many showings. Yeah. And oh, that's so, true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to return back really quickly. Um, Spontaneous yes. Is, yes. is both gory and it, it is it very touching. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, it, and, and I think that might even just put some people off because it's not enough straight horror. Right. Um, but it is... It, it has moments that are just absolutely gutting. Mm. And then it has moments that are hysterical in their explosions of gushing blood. And so... Because the premise is, is delightful. Is, yeah. is a high school class, they're in school, and then suddenly one of them just spontaneously combusts. I hate it when that happens. And, and then they all get taken off, and they're sitting there, and they're like, why aren't they releasing us? And they're like, well, they don't know if more of us are going to, you know. And she goes, with the exploding fingers. And then it has, you know, <laughs> the voiceover going, and a lot more of us did. <laughs> yeah. You're like, oh, God, yes. All right. This is one that but maybe I will be paying for. <laughs> yeah, it's really, it's really good, so... So I need anyway, some, I need um, some fun stuff to watch. It is tomorrow. It, you will too. cry. I will. I will warn you. Okay. There, there are tears too, but it's also very funny and very touching. Okay. Okay. I'm and very bloody. <laughs> <laughs> so we are to number six. Yes, number six. Uh, number six is one that um, you know. It's funny because uh, uh, sorry, Bob. Lovecraftian horror is not always. 
it's it's not. I don't. I don't love it like Bob loves it. Nobody loves Lovecraftian horror like Bob loves it. I um, don't even love it like a bunch of people who like it love it. No, it's not. It's not on my list. I I was pre- I I I very much presumed though it would be on yours, so I didn't feel bad about it. It it is. Which is for those of you who are have no idea what I'm talking about. It is Color Out of Space and uh, a really big, well done beautifully done and a big reason it's on my list too is i am a fan of the acting style of one nicholas cage um, he really f- runs the gamut of both underacting in this and fucking caging it up. caging it up, like that up to 11 just what there's got to be a word for it and i will happily support you if we find the word for him for the, turning the cage to 11 turning the cage to 11 his, but, his special brand of subtlety um, <laughs> with a sledgehammer with a sled yes yeah, sledgehammer subtlety uh but yeah. i you know it's funny because and I, I mean i don't doubt this is probably bob's number one for the year or yeah. not number one it's in his top three um but it was it was so beautiful and and the cast across the board is really good. The the girl that plays the daughter, daughter I think is fantastic. fantastic. And um uh, I am pretty sure that she is on April Wolf's uh interviews uh her she inv- she oh. interviews uh female women in the industry mm-hmm. and they they uh I think they it's their favorite horror movie and then whatever it is they're currently working on or like what's going on in their life that corresponds to what their favorite horror movie was. Okay. Okay. And uh, she interviewed her and, and is a like so young and is, yeah. is just really like took it so seriously and was like a wonderful interviewee. Hmm. I'll have to check that out. Yeah. Um, but no, I, you know, it's it's so unique and and beautiful to look at, even if at times you're like, this is kind of baffling, as I feel with most yeah. Lovecraftian horror, like, well. um but I I went and saw it at SIF. Uh, oh, yeah. In the Egyptian when they Aww. did their premiere yeah. and uh that whole I mean it was one it was January, I think when I saw it, end of January. So it was one of the few films I feel like I got to see in theater. Underwater was another. I got to see that in theaters. And um, the whole experience, I think, is part of why it also had to make my list, is just being in at the Egyptian in a a theater full of horror super fans. Yeah, I don't think people... I mean, there are a lot of people out there who love the movie-going experience or the theater-going experience. But unless you've been able to go to like a festival where Mm. there there is there's loving film and there's loving the theater experience and festival going is just this little echelon above that Mm -hmm. where you just really it's like going to a convention where you're like i'm with people Mm -hmm. that that have great big heart eyes right now because we're all watching something we really love and you feed off that energy so good um It's 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 going to opening nights of of you know a Marvel movie or I uh, you know when I was back in the day I, I went to the the Harry Potter movies at midnight showings oh, yeah. and and there's something about that solidarity yes um, that that I think it's really, a joyful thing it's a joyful thing yeah yeah so so that that was my number six what's your number six my number six is host 
I'm, the COVID horror movie. I'm glad you put it on your list because it's on my honorable mentions and it used to be on my list and something Got I knocked just off. watched bumped it off today. Yeah. Aww. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is literally, you know, it's it's kind of high up for me because who'd have thought mm. like three months mm-hmm. into this that somebody would come up with an hour-long premise mm-hmm. that worked as well as it did with as little money and as few people, and it is just amazingly successful. Yeah. There is, I feel like there is a tiny misstep, and it's literally my only complaint, because it just feels like it's this perfect little, it's this perfect little almost bush of, of 2020, but in a way that doesn't, <laughs> suck to swallow <laughs> you're like no this is this is what 2020 is this is right here you know who we would have never i don't think we'd have ever thought that it would go as long like i think i think everybody kind of thought yeah you know we'd well once we cross this hill it's going to be better we didn't understand that this was going to be our life for a really long time, really long time. we were still hopeful that <laughs> but they came up with this thing that was really really it was inspired. Yeah. And and it's like it got pretty high up on my list because it's fucking inspired and in does it really, really well. Mm-hmm. No, I, I would agree with you there. Um, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was so smart and clever and a little audacious to to come in with this this thing that like there there's the artist in me that was like, damn it, I can barely get my ass to do anything right now and and you were the artist that decided i'm gonna take the pandemic and make something yep and and i admire here's the technology we have yeah here's the limitation broke people have because we don't have we don't have the pro account of Mm -hmm. zoom Mm -mm. (sighs) but it it works it does and Everybody did a really good job. Everybody did a really good job. It is just, yeah. it is just, a, and I like that amuse bouche uh, uh, yeah, analogy. It is just, I think that's perfect. Perfect little bite. Mm-hmm. So uh, we're hitting the nitty gritty. What is your number five? Number five is the platform. So this is one that I'm going to say has been on my list, and so many people have recommended it. Talk to me about the platform. It's, and you know it, <laughs> it almost feels like to me like an extended. Twilight Zone episode in some ways with this this premise that's a little out there of, of um, this this giant platform and there's all these levels and you're not really sure how many there are um, but this you know table of food gets lowered down every day and if you're on the top level you're golden but the further it goes down it's that's all the food there is and every 30 days you wake up on a different level and you don't know what that level is going to be you don't know if it's going to be better or it's or worse Ooh, ouch yeah and it it's it's just so interesting it reminded me a little bit of um i was a big fan when i was younger of a movie called the cube oh yeah 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 yes. cube's amazing cube is amazing and it, it has sort of that kind of you know, each sequel kind of lowered in quality, but that first one is amazing. That first one is so good. And and that sort of what's going on, and there's there's characters in this who know what's going on, 
and you're trying to figure out exactly what the whole story is. Uh, no, I... <laughs> if you're hearing sirens in the background, I apologize. I live in Pill Hill. Can't hear them. <laughs> that's yeah, good. Yeah. That's, that's, that's where sirens come from. That's where sirens come from. Um, but it's it's extremely well acted, mm. and it's really interesting. And it, I will say, with with the pandemic, it also does watching it during the pandemic versus watching it. Um, when there wasn't some kind of global catastrophe in the before on. times, in the before as times, we like to call them, it it did make me look at the film differently watching it during a global pandemic because you also do have this sort of what happens if we all work together and try and try to help each other versus what happens if I just take because I can and I'm able yeah. to and I'm at the top level. Yeah, so and, and your this. suffering isn't going to impede me in any way, so yeah. fuck you. So fuck you. And that also, like, I definitely had an emotional response to that. Yeah. Watching it. So, uh, yeah, that, I really enjoyed it. It's it's worth a watch if you haven't seen yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, my number five is The Invisible Man, Lee L. <laughs> That's on my list, too, but it's further up. <laughs> I, you know, it's funny because I, I I put my list together except for number 10. Mm. And it's funny because they're one of the things when I mentioned my overflows, I'm going to talk about the four movies that very nearly pushed the lodge off. Like mm. I kept putting them on and taking them off and putting them on. <laughs> um, I kind of laughed with Jim, that um, handsome husband, Jim, that had I seen the Invisible Man more recently, it mm. might be further up because mm-hmm. I saw it like right when it was released yeah. and I haven't watched it since then because it's kind of an upsetting movie. It is. Um, but on that note, like I'm going to watch, I want to watch fucking Elizabeth Moss in anything she chooses to do, period, at mm-hmm. this point because she's just amazing. Um, and Invisible Man... <sighs> I'm going to, okay, so I'm going to say something really, really spoilery for it. So if you want to miss the spoilers for um, The Invisible Man, uh, probably fast forward just a minute or two. My feelings with the ending of Invisible Man were my same feelings at the end of Colossal, um, where, this is also spoilery for Colossal, where she has him in hand in Colossal, and I'm like, you have to fucking kill him. Because with an abuser like that, they will never stop trying to hurt you. Mm-hmm. And and it kind of blew my mind. You know, like, you know, and the thing is, but you get that. You're like, reasonable people don't understand abusers. And they're like, well, if you just reasoned with them, or if you just, you know, maybe if you didn't make them so, you know, maybe it takes two, it takes two to tango. And it's like, no, they are never going to stop. And if you haven't been raised with an abuser or been married to an abuser or had an abuser in that way you don't understand they are not normal people they get joy from the pain that they cause and he was never going to stop trying to make her or never trying to control her he was just never going to stop trying to be in control of her and her only way like to this day the empowerment so i watched i watched the beginning because I just didn't have time to like watch the whole thing. I watched the beginning. I watched the restaurant scene yeah. and I watched the end. I know. But my empowerment that I felt 
while she's eating dinner with him. Well, kind of eating dinner with him. Mm -hmm. And and just the look she gives him. I'm like, yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, murder the shit out of him. (laughs) Murder the shit out of him. Hashtag murder the shit out of him. Murder the shit out of him. But it, it, it. Like and and plus the um, the the thing that it just again bless Lee Winnell's heart for doing this that it the gaslighting the gaslighting that the person does yes. and that the people around you because abusers don't just groom the person they're abusing they abu- they they groom everybody in their social circle mm-hmm. so that mm-hmm. you discredit. And you disbelieve, like, how bad it could possibly be. Like, it couldn't possibly. People don't do that. Except, except they do. They do. They do. Yeah. And so it's like, I mean, there was just so much about it that was horrifying and terrifying. Because it just did it so well. Yeah. I'll, anyway. I'll talk more about it when I get to yeah. it on my list. On yours, yes. But, uh, ditto. <laughs> Yeah. So what's your four? My four is his house. His house. You know what? Okay. So his house is my number three. Let's just fucking talk about it. Okay. All right. Let's. (laughs) And I will say my three and four, I kind of, I flip flopped them a few times. And the only reason my three became three is because I found it more enjoyably entertaining as well as thinking it was really interesting. Yeah. Um, where, because again, this is the movie where I'm like, this was fun. I'm glad we did this. <laughs> yeah. This was, this was a delight. I can't wait to watch this again. Please. Okay. So talk about talk about his house because it is so beautiful, oh, and I love beautiful. movies that take folklore mm-hmm. from things that I'm not familiar with. Yes. Yes. And and what I will also say is that there is. I don't even want to call it a twist because that feels cheap and I find twists to be kind of cheap. And it's not. It's not. There is a development. (laughs) There's a development midway through and it's, but, and the thing is, it's like, even if you get angry. You understand. it, you understand. It's it's heartbreaking. Yeah. It's heartbreaking for everybody. Everybody, yeah. Because... And, and if, if anyone is, is not familiar um, with this film, your, your central characters are refugees. Uh, from the Sudan. From the Sudan. Yeah, South Sudan. And, and they get placed in England yes. and get put in, like, this public housing. Mm-hmm. Uh, that they get dropped off there and they're like, you can't really leave here. You yeah. have to stay here. You, mm-hmm. here's, here's you can't the do list anything. Of rules. <laughs> Yeah, here's the list of rules. Mm-hmm. And it's really neat as you're watching it because you get this level of of like apathy and and you kind of wonder because Matt Smith plays like their um caseworker or whatever. The I the caseworker. Yeah, yeah. And and you almost kind of wonder like is this apathy um dangerous? Like is mm. is he a part of what's trying to hurt them? Yes. But a little bit of what's being presented is um God, everybody is just, everybody just does it so well. And that you understand, like, the caseload that these caseworkers yeah. have. Well, and his, the struggles that they're going through. His and it's comment just, about how, I hope you two are, like, good ones or some of the good <laughs> ones. Where you're, you're just like, 
God. It's, it's so it's so Brexit. Yes. It, 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 there is so much of this movie that is just very much our world right now. And yeah. this world that both, like, kind of wants to help people in need, but also just doesn't really want to be con- inconvenienced by them. As long as it's because, convenient, they want to help. Exactly. Because, so. you know, there's a lot of that, you know, the English and the American mentality of, like, well, we all struggle. And you're like, yeah, but their struggle, like, makes them die. Yeah. And your struggle means you can't go on vacation. Yeah. <laughs> and And that's where I think going back to the development that happens midway through it would it would be an easier film if it was something that made you dislike them yeah and but you understand you understand and it just breaks and then you go you like you go through more of their life like after after you learn this piece Mm -hmm. like you you get to go through even more with them and oh my god the woman who plays Oh, I love her. She's I love her so, so much. Good. Yes. I love her. I love her. Mm-hmm. The the acting is spectacular, and and the visuals are gorgeous. And the so end beautiful. end couple shots, which again, I yeah. I don't want to spoil specifically because you. But it's good. You need to experience them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so good. But oh my god, it just yeah. it's it just it. It made me feel things, and I hate feeling mm-hmm. things because I have a cold, oh, dead heart. God damn it. Damn it. <laughs> it messed up my cold, dead heart. But I, yeah, it, it is it is just phenomenally done. And if you have not seen it, and, I, and again, this is a movie I point to as a very specific kind of horror film, but it is a motherfucking horror film. Yeah. So those of you who argue with me that this is not horror can kindly fuck off um (laughs) because it is a horror film on all levels it is yeah horrifying so i feel like this drifts right into my number four which you've already talked about it but is la Llorona. yeah yes um they are very they're they're very similar Mm -hmm. um and it's also um in the same vein of tigers are not afraid and and the thing is there is a combination there's a a beautiful combination of creating a horror movie from real life horrors that have an element of of folklore to them mm-hmm. that is 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 beautiful and horrifying and they're it's like both pieces of it are needed and and I, I think that is like like I don't know I don't know what's changing in our industry that is letting these films float to the top because I feel like they wouldn't have five years ago. No, not at all. The, the fact that we're having um, creators who are of different cultures mm-hmm. or women or people of color, like, I don't know what's changing. You know, some of these movies are getting um, fundraise created, are getting like... Like, I don't know how it's getting made. And the thing is, is is the beauty that they're created on, like, these smaller limited budgets is amazing. And I think what's shining through them is the gorgeousness and the tragedy, <laughs> the tragedy of the stories. And that's a really big thing in, in La Llorona. Um, and it's it almost makes me really sad because so many people hated on last year's La Llorona. And I thought it was a really fun LA vintage 70s LA horror movie. You didn't like it? 
I, I got bored. <laughs> oh, see, I, I liked it. And, you know, that's kind of why I was excited for it's the same kind of stories that I was excited about with um, the uh, City of Angels, the mm. uh, Penny Dreadful City of Angels, because mm-hmm. it's like there aren't enough stories of that Chicano. Yeah. Latinx culture. Like, I love seeing that those stories told. I liked it. It's, you know, but it's, it was a family story and that kind of appeals to me. I, but, I wanted to like it, but for me, it just didn't keep its momentum going. And there was yeah. some stuff where I... It was a little up and down. It was it was up and down. I didn't think it so, was bad. I just didn't... It didn't catch me. And... Yeah. yeah. And so, but I feel like this year's La Llorona was damned because the other one came out last year. Yeah. And people Even though there's like... Yeah, and and the thing is, is is the American public doesn't realize that there have been like fifty La Llorona oh, yeah. movies that have come out and, and in subtitles Mexico too. Like, yeah, I, you know, I, I well, hate to foreign. say it, but it's foreign. And, a lot of people and watch it. I'm trying to think on my list. One, two, three of them are are non English, and yeah. there's people who that will will be a deal breaker for they won't watch yeah. something that's not or they'll they'll be very selective if they do um yeah which yeah. um yeah and and there is just something it's like when you put that historical aspect in for me and so it was kind of damn because there was another movie with the same title that came out last year that people yeah. didn't like yeah. yeah um and and also like you start combining in historical happenings mm-hmm. and then people are just like well it's not horror enough for me I hate but that, it, man. Yeah. As an excuse. Yeah. I, I like like what you like. It, yeah. If your thing is is I am tired of arguing with people about what's allowed to be horror. Right. That, that's that's it just there. Like mm-hmm. it's one thing for a type of movie to not be your cup of tea. That's fine. There's movies that aren't my cup yeah. of tea. I, body horror tends to not be my cup of tea. I, I there's some yeah. I've really liked, but it is not my go-to. Uh, it doesn't mean that it's not horror. It doesn't mean that there's not yeah. good films. It's just not necessarily my favorite kind. Yeah. There's just, you know, there's just a difference with horror fans of some people, like, allowing things that aren't in their little bucket mm-hmm. to exist. And there's a lot of fans out there who feel, you know, a possessiveness that if it isn't primarily made for them, then it just not only isn't for them, but it just shouldn't exist because it's stupid and they are, don't like it. Are they male fans? Are they, are they male, male fans? fans? They might be. Are they, did, are they men? Are they men, folks? <laughs> are they men? I think they're men. <laughs> Come at me, boys. <laughs> Bring it. We'll fucking fight you. I'll cut you. <laughs> Whip you. <laughs> so what is your number three? I think you mentioned, but... Oh, my number three is... Uh, well, so my number three is one... And this is another recent watch for me because it only okay. recently came out. And really, the only reason that it ended up winning out is because in terms of entertainment, I was more entertained because it wasn't quite as deep a subject matter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know if it's a better done film, but I enjoyed it. It hit more of my buttons. And that is anything for Jackson. I have heard really good things about that. I very much enjoyed it. And, and here's why it, again, it, it hit a lot of the Kim buttons. Uh, it, the beginning of it, the first chunk of it, had a little bit of reminiscence of uh, 2019's Villains, which... Okay. If, I didn't if, watch that yet either, and, and I, like... Oh, I enjoyed that. Yeah, it looks good. I enjoyed that. That, that for me, was a fun movie, good cast, but it, it did have this kind of ridiculous, slightly tongue-in-cheek, um, over-the-topness 
And then about halfway through, it does turn and become, which I think not everybody, I think, liked the fact that it becomes a lot more serious. I liked it. I yeah. felt like it was a really natural progression. Yeah. And it's it can almost be a sleight of hand of like, look at look at you. I'm making you laugh. Mm-hmm. I'm making you laugh. And then all of a sudden there's the knife. And there's a, well, and, and because I think it's really, really hard because I, I saw this with villains. Villains could not fully sustain itself. It did not fully work. Um where trying to maintain a really stylized it's hard it's hard to justify certain emotional beats in a stylized nature and i felt like for me the transition into a more serious tone was pretty natural uh especially as things started to kind of fall apart uh yeah but I, I just, I really, really enjoyed it. I found it very entertaining as well as being very well made. Um, what I, what I really liked was the director's willingness to linger on a shot. So we're still talking about anything for Jackson. Anything for or Jackson. About okay. Yeah, the the director would linger in a shot for a very long time. Sometimes where people are moving in or out of it, like there is near the That's be- neat though. I like that. I love that because you're wondering what you're not seeing. And it's it's yeah. very theatrical to me. And I That's exactly what I thought, yeah. As a theater person, I love when directors choose to be more theatrical in their film because yeah. I find it really interesting. And I think again, this movie is is um Fairly stylized in how it is. It's got really good character actors. It's got in it too. great character actors. And it's yeah. great cast. It's on Shutter. If you haven't watched it, I really enjoyed it, uh, and it enough that it made my number three this year. <laughs> <laughs> and your mine's num- really easy. My number three is at his house, right? And and I feel like we've really thoroughly covered it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, what is your number two? Okay, so my number two is the one that kind of fucked up my list earlier because. I just watched this today because it's been on my list forever. And it made it all the way up to number two. It, it did. Again, when we're talking about movies that hit all of Kim's buttons, this okay. one hit all of Kim's buttons. And that is Impetigore. I keep hearing wonderful things about that movie and I just haven't watched it yet. It... Uh, so, <laughs> I want to hear what you have to say about this. You've got... I mean, oh, like it... Again, it gave me feels you've got family history you've got hauntings and curses where does it take place it's indonesian okay oh indonesia has really good horror movies yes they do (laughs) it's got some just again beautiful camera work and visuals uh the story compelled me from beginning to end there were moments, so I, even the first ten minutes, because I, again, I, I have watched horror films for a very long time. People say, you know, they ask me what scares me, and I'm like, that's when you watch horror films as long as I have. That's a question that is hard for me to answer because I know the formulas, I know how things work, I know the behind the scenes. I don't watch things because they scare me anymore. If they do. Oh my god, that's amazing. More the, more the better, yeah. But 
it is rare. The stuff that, honestly, the stuff that scares me now is stuff like home invasion or, or criminal minds. I find that to be terrifying. Because uh, it's it's real. It feels very, very yeah. real. And it's very yeah. violent against women. And yeah. that sort of thing scares me. But the, the first 10 minutes of this have... It, it caught my attention right away because it was very chilling. And it was very... It just grabbed me and it was scary. And it wasn't even supernatural yet. But I was like, okay, you got me. Yeah, I'm in. I'm in. What are we doing? Where are we going? What's going on? Um, so I... Uh, the score, too, I thought was, was just wonderful. I, It really... It just kept me completely involved it, you have that mystery too there's some kind of family mystery there's um you were talking about with his house the the kind of the folklore and the you know they're they're bringing in folklore they're bringing in i had to stop and look some things up because i wanted yeah. i wanted more reference you know i was like yeah. i don't i know this yeah. is something that should completely make sense to me and i if i was a, a an indonesian watching this i want to understand this reference more um, and there's a whole puppetry element with some of the scenes because some of the, some of the villagers are, are work these puppets that are just gorgeous. I, I watched it and I was completely engrossed. And even as I, w- I was halfway through and I was texting a few of my friends being like, well, fuck, because I had my list down. Yeah. And I know this is not only is this making my list, it's going to be, it's going to be high. It's going to be way up It's going to be way up. It is, I am, I am resonating with this film. It is just, <laughs> it is, it, it got me. So I can't recommend it enough. Um, oh, fantastic. I, I really, really enjoyed it. And yeah, it was, it, it, it hit all of my happy places, all the things I love and, and executed them so well. Um, yeah, I, I loved it. I loved it. <laughs> that sounds amazing. So that's totally, my number two. It's been, it, they've just, it's, you know what, there's a, just a bunch of movies that have been just sitting like, it's just off to the side a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I just, you know, mm-hmm. thinking about moving them up there. My number two is uh, Gretel and Hansel. That's on my honorable mention, so I'm glad that you, you I, brought that. Yeah. I do, because I love that movie, because it is so... It is so the the movie I wish had existed when I was, like, mm-hmm. 11 through 13 or 14. Yes. Like, mm-hmm. I wish I'd have had this mm-hmm. witchcraft coming of age for a girl. Be- and, and it's sad, the, the reasons why it resonated with me so much, because I had gross men... Mm-hmm. that made me feel really uncomfortable when I was far too young. Like, I understood, like, the peril that she knew she was in. I understood, <laughs> like, a family that just isn't doing enough for you. Yeah. I understood, as a kid, having far too much responsibility upon your shoulders. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it, but it's, but it's also, it's like, Every I have loved everything that Oz Perkins has done. Oh, it's yes. like he's whispering. It's like I'm lying in bed with a fuzzy blanket and somebody <laughs> is whispering bedtime stories for me of things that I'm going to love. <laughs> well, you know, if you make this deal with Satan, you know, if you start learning witchcraft, you know, if if you accept that ghost that lives in your house, like, yes, 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 mm-hmm. I will. Mm-hmm. I do accept all those things. <laughs> and i just i love every second of it because it's just it's creepy and wonderful and 
and spooky and Mm -hmm. and like you know i didn't want nancy drew i wanted you know to go out and learn witchcraft and and find the spooky you know strange things Uh and learn spells like that was what i wanted it's what i wanted to grow up to be and getting to experience that a little bit well and honestly because that that was one my number 10 was kind of in flux for a while and then my number 10 got fucked up by a pedagore um (laughs) But I, I went back and forth with this, and one of the I, similar for you, I think, with Invisible Man, where I saw this in theaters at the beginning of the year, and yeah. I haven't seen it since. And so, enough time has passed; I'm a little more removed from it. So I, yeah, I, yeah. But it, it was beautiful to look at. I mean, it, I'm really glad. I mean, as someone who's speaking as someone, I'm very spoiled. I have a theater screen in my home. Yeah. And, and there's little places that I've gone to have screens about the same size as mine. Like, if you go to those little theaters with, mm-hmm. like, the little tiny rooms, they're about the size of what I have. I was really thankful that I went by myself and I went to my old favorite theater in my mm-hmm. old neighborhood because I've moved down to Burien. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. And I went up to uh, the Lazy Boy Theater up on Aurora. Mm-hmm. And, um, like, I just fucking reclined my seat back and was by myself and I watched this movie and it was so joyful for me. When Oz Perkins, although I I will say, I think my favorite Oz Perkins is still, I am the pretty thing that lives in the house. Uh, House. That. I love the black coat's daughter. Like I liked the black coat's daughter, but there was something about, and it might've been the ghost aspect that just really sat with me. Yeah, but uh, no, there's just he tells such wonderful women's. I mean, I, you know, if I'm going to have to tell listen to a man tell me stories like if he wants to tell me stories about women and actually has like an ounce of like understanding about them. Mm-hmm. All right, yeah, OK. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and that's I think what I kind of come back to. He's another male director who mm-hmm. understands and shares women's stories. Yeah. And. And not in a way that uses them or objectifies them, no, like, which is a really important deal. If, that's, I mean, that's, if I just watched this with no knowledge of, of who directed it, I would easily think that it was something out of a, that a woman thought up. A woman's voice. A woman's yeah. voice. They, they, under, it's, it is the rare and, and, you know, amazing male who understands the women's voice and captures it, I think, really well and really truthfully. Yeah, and works well enough with the uh, women who are acting in it mm-hmm. to to let them really propel the story from the written word yes. and and be something amazing. Yes, yeah, very much so. Oh, I'm so excited! <laughs> What's your number one? All right, so my number one might not be too much of a shock for anyone who's tracking this because I mentioned it was on my list. Uh, Invisible Man for me was oh my wonderful. One. Um. That movie, and I, I have watched it since. Um, I saw it in theaters back in like, January yeah. or February, whenever it first came out. I saw it, I think, opening weekend. Uh, as as someone who has been in a relationship that was not that bad, thank God. <laughs> yeah. But I saw shades of it, you know. Yeah. Uh, it it hits it the the fact that Elizabeth Moss is essentially acting against a green screen for <laughs> for you know she's acting to air for most of the movie mm-hmm. and she fucking 
kills it. it. She kills it. The fact that it's another one where it directed by man, but he took her insight and her feedback in the script because she is a woman and is is better able to say this is this reads more real this is how i think this should yeah. be and and was listened to and and like you said that that final scene the moment for me where she makes the phone call to 911 and then sits on the stairs and just looks and him in the eye looks at him Every time I see that scene, man, I just get uh, it. (sighs) Because I feel like, and it's, I mean, any woman who has ever been mistreated in any way um, feels that moment, feels that look, feels that need, that wish, that desire to have the power over the person that's done that to her. Yeah. And it, yeah, it's something that we don't usually get either. So the opportunity to see someone come out, it just, it, it, um, it means a lot. And and so yeah. that that's one that, that has stuck with me and I think will stick with me, which is why it's yeah. my, my number one. Yeah. I, yeah. I literally, like, <laughs> I'm so glad that the times that I've seen it now have been at home so that I can, like, throw my arms in the air and literally shriek mm-hmm. because I'm just like, yes. Yeah. And again, it's, it's a different feeling for me than Midsummer because Midsummer for me is cathartic. Midsummer is joyful and a release. Yeah. This is like goddamn right. Yeah. This is this is just this is vengeance too. This is vengeance yeah. pure and simple, yeah. but vengeance yeah. that we all want. If you've yeah. been in some kind of situation like that, you yeah. just you want so badly. So, yeah, yes. that's my number 1. What's your number 1? My number 1 is Relic. Oh, okay, so this is interesting, because I just recently watched this one, too, so I'm... I loved Relic Mm -hmm. so much. There is something um, when you don't know if you can trust the narrators, when you don't... When, like, I find it so disturbing when rooms keep going on, Mm -hmm. when when you can't trust... um, It was really funny, because the first house that I bought with my first husband um it had an attic and we took out um the ceiling in the hallway to go into my daughter's room Mm -hmm. and i i would have to dash through that hallway where you could all it it was like it it would be this sea of blackness above you that like it didn't the the room wasn't existing how it should like and all i could see was this blackness above me and it it so bothered me. And so like, there's times where you go into places and you just keep walking, keep walking. There's, there's an Irish short film about, um, 
And I saw it at a SIF showing. It was a preview to a movie where uh, dad and mom are going out for the night and they leave oldest daughter and she's scared of the basement and the power goes out and she has to go down and reset the baker. Mm. And he's like, you just have to go down because they're a little bit drunk. They're out with work people. And she starts counting the number of the stairs and keeps counting and counting and keeps because they go, it's only like 12 steps or it's only like nine steps, but she just keeps counting and counting and counting and counting and they, they're just horrified and they, then she's not there anymore. Like the, the idea of, I will I will send you that short film. I was going to short film. That sounds awesome. Because <laughs> there's just something that really fucking upsets me about um, the natural parameters of something not being what they should be. And there's so much of that that is the mind in, in Relic of like the mother not being as she should, the house not being as as it should, um, the memories of their familial relationships not existing the same to everyone. I just find it amazingly upsetting, and and the fact that it was a mother daughter, mother granddaughter, yeah. you know all of those generations of relationships and not quite not quite being healthy and and just the sadness and it 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 explored their loss so beautifully while scaring the shit out of me in so many ways like it just it just fucking knocked it out of the park for me and it's funny because i and i just watched it recently and I'm, I feel like I'm still sorting through how I felt about it. Yeah. Um, I think I had a little bit of, I heard so much hype going into it. I walked into it blind. I wish I had because I'd heard so much hype in a way that I think harmed my expectations. Yeah. But I I've will had also, too. yeah, I, I will, I struggle with, um, movies about that have dementia as an element. My, my grandfather had a really long and a really rough battle with Alzheimer's and being on the front line, seeing that, um, I still, even though he's, he passed now, you know, 10 plus years ago. Yeah. They still, it's still really, really hard for me to watch movies that, that deal with that. Like taking of Deborah Logan is another one that, that has some similar themes. Um, I think it worked for me because uh, both, like, three of my grandparents either had dementia or full-blown Alzheimer's, mm-hmm. but I was away from them. And then um, my grandmother's mother also had Alzheimer's. So it and, – and my mom is starting to have – even though I don't have a relationship with my mom right, anymore, yeah. is starting to have memory issues too. Yeah. Um, and so for me, it's not as personal – but it's this big fear of mine. Yeah. And, and it's something that drives me every day because it's like, I'm only a couple of years shy of 50 at this point. And I drive myself to keep finding new things, to keep learning new things, to keep exposing myself to new things. Because the thing is, is with Alzheimer's is a lot of times people do this huge dive when they slow down or when they stop or when they stop working. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden it all just, it all just goes away. And so... Whereas you have this, because you dealt very personally with your grandfather. For me, it is just this boogeyman that's hanging off in the distance that terrifies the shit out of me because I'm like, it's like three generations of my family. And I'm like, well, what about me? I mean, is this going to be like, is this just like around the corner from where I am? You're staring at that one. And again, not to spoil the ending, 
but <laughs> that is yeah, a, it's accepting yeah it's a piece of it too is is yeah. this inevitability i think in this yeah. um no i i thought the film because it's, it's in my honorable mentions i thought it was beautifully done it was and the acting was spectacular i just i think early on as soon as my brain clued into you're like you you clicked it together and you're like oh i detached a little from it (laughs) and i think that detachment i think was part of why i had trouble then connecting to it because as a self-preservation if nothing else my mind went nope 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 you don't need this right now i don't need this i don't need this maybe we'll look at this later but not right now so i i can appreciate and again that's why i put in my honorable mentions i was like i feel like part of me is not being fair to it because i appreciate the aesthetics i appreciated the acting i thought it was really beautiful but i i couldn't let myself connect to it yeah so i stayed sort of but it it's it's a it's a beautiful film and again the relationships between parents the three women. and children, but women especially, yeah. I think is an extra special. I think the mother-daughter relationship is a very specific one and a very special one when it's portrayed on and film. You get to, and you get to experience two versions of it because her trying to can reconnect with her mom mm-hmm. and then her relationship with her daughter. Yeah. And the daughter's relation, because it's that I also found really interesting, the daughter's relationship with the grandma. because It's so much easier than the mother's and... And the... The daughter struggled to understand some of the mother's actions. Yeah. Because she doesn't have the same relationship. And you yeah. don't have the same relationship as a no. as a grandchild. You don't. You don't see things. <laughs> and it's really easy to assume. Sometimes you get like a parenting light and with with missing a lot of the uh missing a lot of the trauma. <laughs> missing a lot of the trauma. Yeah. And yeah. you know, it's you don't always appreciate i think on the kid where you you don't know what your parent went through with their parent yeah because you only ever see the yeah. love or you only ever see the nice yeah. grandma or the nice grandpa <laughs> yeah. so it uh, and also you're not with them 24 7 so it's just a very different you get to be a, a very choice you know little okay. selection of your relationship with them i am really interested uh I think this is fully covered, Relic. What are your runners-up that really... Uh, so some of them we've talked about. Host was one of my runners-up. Uh, Gretel and Hansel and Relic were on my runners-up. Um, <laughs> Birds of Prey, isn't, it isn't a horror movie. That is a del- delightful, I... delightful fucking movie. And a fantastic soundtrack. Yeah, I... If this was a 2020 of Kim's any top, you know, like top films, this would have made it because I fucking loved that oh, movie. Yeah. Um, so That's I had fantastic. to just give it a shout out because Birds of Prey, baby. <laughs> um, but my two others, uh, one of them was Spiral, which I really enjoyed. Um, I liked it. I thought it was a, a little inconsistent. Yeah, but. I also just appreciated the hell out of it. It was a really good telling of a story we've been told before. Yes, it was. That's a good way to put it. And I just appreciated the hell of the fact that your your primary couple was a gay couple. I yeah, I really enjoy and and representation's the, important. Representation is important. Um, and the acting I thought was just spot on. Yeah. Um, it's, you know, we talk about this in theater a lot about like overdone monologues and overdone songs when you're auditioning. And, and it's always, yeah. if you're going to use something that's been done all the time, it needs to be the best. And this yeah. for me was, it's a story that's been told many times, but it was done in a damn good way. Yeah. So I was there for it. 
the other one is one that has not had a wide release for 2020, which is one of the reasons... You know what I'm finding so funny mm-hmm. is um, you're not naming anything that's on my runners-up. Oh, really? Yes, I'm gonna... Yeah. Oh, I'm excited then. Uh, the only no, I love I love move I love top tens like this where they're all over the place and you get a huge selection. A little something for everybody. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because there's a lot of tastes out there. Well, so the only other runner up I have is a film called Lucky, which again it hasn't had a wide release yet. It's going to get a wide release in 2021. I only saw it because on Halloween night, Shutter, which is getting the film in 2021. Okay. Did a one night only special showing. They did not announce what the movie was before they showed it. You, you're like you can just see this and take your chance. They did it on. They did Halloween, and then they. I think they even listed it as like it's a secret. <laughs> so you did, so funny. you didn't know what you were going to be watching. That's awesome, and you really liked it. I really really liked it, and I part of why I didn't put it on my list is it's a movie I want to be able to talk about when. Other people have seen it. Yeah. But what I, the the very, very basic premise of it is is a woman who, it's it's home invasion, but it's a real interesting twist on home invasion because when it, it starts and she's like, what's going on? And her husband just said, oh, that's the person who's coming to kill you. He comes every day. And it's this very surreal, subversive, weird film. Um... And and when more people have seen it, we'll talk about it. This is this would be a good. You're talking about doing some mini episodes. This would be a good one. It goes up on Shutter sometime. I think early 2021. And this is with one Bria, I'd like to talk about with Bria with Bria Grant. Uh, is that is it a different movie than that? Uh, maybe wait. Let me check. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Cool. So that that was one of the reasons why I could not. I did not want to do more with it is because it, it has not had a wide release yet. So when more people have seen it, I would love to talk more about it. What are your runners up? All right. So my, my, my four movies that like almost, almost got top 10 um, was Shirley. Mm, uh, which I still haven't seen. Oh, I, I really liked it. And mm. it's another one of those where it's like, can we trust anyone? And also I really love movies um, I love movies and documentaries that talk about the difficulty of being fucking female mm-hmm. and the pressure of of being nice mm-hmm. if you don't want to be nice and of being like intellectual and about being different and about being that fucking square peg in a round world and and not... <laughs> being like comfortingly feminine like in a giant fuck you like you know shirley jackson was was talented and and amazing and did this amazing writing and amazing work and was stifled in and you know her her husband was a college professor Mm -hmm. and was always a little bit i mean this is documented was always a little bit angry with her success and and you know while they were married for a long time like it was, it was a bitter, it was a bitter root of their marriage, mm-hmm. um, and it, it's just, it's it's a little surreal. It's a a little, it was just angry, angry, and I loved it. <laughs> uh, the other one was Sea Fever, which is an Irish film. It's another um, one that's been on my list, but I haven't seen. 
it's I really, really enjoyed it. Um, Vast of Night, which is a very quiet little black and white sepia tone, almost Twilight Zone episode. Um, and it's very quiet. So it's not going to appeal to a lot of people. But there were moments where it just had this, this man and woman just walking along talking. And and I loved listening to them, like kind of learn about each other and converse and laugh with each other. And and then it just starts getting creepier and weirder. And and plus anything that has like random weird, like anything that's like weird radio signals or like number stations or wackadoodle stuff like that. I'm just like, there's just, there's just something about that I always kind of love. And the other one that like I put on and took off a couple of times was Scream Queen uh, and My Nightmare on Elm Street. And I haven't watched that either. It's been on my list, but I haven't gotten there. It is so good. And I think it's really, on top of it being really good, I think it's really important to talk about toxic masculinity's impact and the way that it's hurt horror (laughs) and hurt people in horror (laughs) for decades. And it still is. Um, and one of the things that I really loved it, especially after getting to meet Mark Patton at Crypticon, right. and and he's just the sweetest, gentlest man, is um, it just it doesn't make any kind of hero of him. It's very it's very honest about his own failings, mm-hmm. but it's a wonderful view of what horror existed in in the eighties, and then and then on top of it, how when you see these producers and directors like totally fuck this guy over and to this day they're like well that was totally on you like you know we didn't write that in there and it's like no none of this was subtext like this was not fucking subtext none of this and and it's like you threw him under the bus when you put like a closeted gay man in this role where you wrote this much gay subtext and then, and then when they called you on it, you're like, oh, well, we didn't write it that way. That's just, he's so gay. It just gayed it all up. And you're like, well, <laughs> but no, no. <laughs> but it's really honest about, you know, and the thing is, outside of that, um, the people that have been in those years of the Nightmare on Elm Street movies, mm-hmm. like, love it so much that any chance that you get to talk to all of them again, it's just beautiful. Yeah. And it's like a love, it's like a love song to that entire series and about that 80s horror Mm. um the other stuff that i just wanted to give a call out to was i loved the hunt and i waited a long fucking time to watch it that was one of the last things i saw in theaters before uh before shutdown i gotta say it was a good time (laughs) (laughs) is is it betty betty gilpin as crystal Mm, mm -hmm. like i fucking i Mm -hmm. love that i love her I love her so much. Love her so much. Um, I don't give a shit what anybody fucking says. I loved the craft legacy. I still haven't um, seen that because mostly because I haven't wanted to pay for it. But I, I get it. It's the thing is, it is a beautiful homage and it is beautiful modern telling of of the craft story. It is not a a a, a photocopy of the fucking craft. And then I'm also kind of pissed. Like, everybody's like, it's not a goth movie. And I'm like, the original fucking craft isn't a goth no. movie. It is a movie. It is a horror movie that had a goth character in yeah. it. That doesn't make it one. under this huge. I know. Had one. One. It had one. And the thing is, what I loved about it is all of the girls in it. I mean, it feels like listening to Tekla and their friends. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, is they're like, oh, everybody's so woke. And they make this like. 
you know, it's like the magic they do. It's just, I just loved it. And I loved the kids. And it sounded like, it's like, if, if you think it sounds unrealistic, you haven't spent any time around I was going to say, like, I, I feel like I hear that from people about certain things where I'm like, really? That feels pretty accurate. And all these people are ones who don't hang out with teenagers now. Cause... And it's because <laughs> they are used to all of the biases uh-huh. and shitty things that we grew up with. Uh-huh. And they are not realizing. And there are parts of the U.S. that are just as fucking bad as it was yeah. in the 80s when I was being yeah. raised. Yeah. But the thing is... Tecla did a world history class that had an entire section on redlining, that had an entire section on voter suppression, had um, talking about the roots of the Black Lives Matter, because Tecla is going to school in a very culturally diverse and a very educated, where they are paying attention to what's fucking going on. And, And it's like, you can, like put this overarching like oh it's woke it's this and that and it's like no they fucking care yeah they fucking care i mean it, i i'll say like being around a lot of of theater kids especially um it is remarkable uh well i think i think i talked to you a little bit about this i had taught a class on lgbtq um on stage and the group of young people, uh, I would leave those class sessions being like, I don't have a lot of hope these days, but being around this, these group of, you know, 12 to 15 year olds makes me feel like the kids are all right. <laughs> they're going to yeah. do good things. They've got good heads on their shoulders. They see things, they're hearing things. They're smart. They're thoughtful. Yeah. And I feel we're bringing better. a better generation in. Mm-hmm. And and even if there's a, a huge group of people out there that are raising their racist children in their racist homes, we've got a good fucking army right now mm-hmm. that's going to be fighting against that. Yeah. Um, the other thing is I loved after, I love Jeremy Gardner's After Midnight. It's it's sweetly romantic and sweetly fucked up. Um, I liked it in the same way that I liked Spring. Mm, OK, um, that's another I liked, that's on my list that I haven't gotten to yet. I really like it. I love VFW because it is very much um, an homage to uh, those grimy, gritty, mm-hmm. attack the block, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, assault on precinct thirteen kind of movies from the eighties. And the thing is, is it is is it's not perfect. I mean, I love all of the older actors that are in it, and um, it <laughs> has a moment because it presents it as totally being like filmed in like the late 80s right. and then it makes like one shitty like god in vfw it's a millennials they, joke. they make a millennial joke and i'm like nothing what? you've said up to this entire thing like it presumed like it was painting this as though it's all like 20 25 years ago and then you make a millennial millennials joke mm. like well okay well that that doesn't change the entire tone of everything huh. um and the only last one that I wanted to mention was uh, The Pale Door, which is a horror western. And I fucking love... It's a horror western it's, with no, fucking witches. No, it's a witches. good time. Yeah, it's a good time. I was so yeah. surprised. You know, I forgot about that one. I was so surprised <laughs> by that movie because I went in, I think, with zero expectations. But then witches. <laughs> and then witches. They're going to fuck some shit up. They're going to fuck some shit up. And I was yeah. like, this is... 
Okay. All right. Yeah, it wasn't wonderful, but it was no, definitely fun. But it was a good time. No, I, you know, I'd yeah. completely forgotten about that one. So I'm glad that you that you brought it up. It's a good time. It's a good time. Was there anything outside of horror that like uh, delighted you? Uh, you know, I I watched. I'm going through all the like random crap that I watched this year, which is um. Uh, a lot did you watch did you watch I'll be gone uh I did oh I did I um that was, was I, it, the, I'll be gone in the I'll dark, be gone in the dark that... which the book is phenomenal I thought that the miniseries was phenomenal God. Uh, it's it's gut wrenching well it's funny it, it, it's it's two parallel stories of of uh-huh. Patton's loss and the fucking 40 years of crime that his fucking wife solved Almost on her entire own, you know. Almost on her entire own. Well, and, and what's what's funny is I, I actually got an email from my father as we've been recording because these are these are things my father sends me. Is if it has to do with serial killers, he's going to send it to me. And um, Samuel Little, who mm. there's been a lot of conversation about, and there's been some documentaries that have been done just in the past year or two on him. Because he, it is up for debate because Gary Ridgway is still considered the most prolific serial killer in terms of confirmed kills. But Samuel Little has been making news the past few years because uh, there's there's a lot of evidence to suggest that he has killed uh, anywhere from 60 to 100 women. Uh, he, He passed away. He died, it looks like, sometime in the past, um day because my dad sent me this this uh yeah this thing Thanks, being dad. Like, did you He's see like, you know he, he loved me so he just died so i'm gonna have to to look up some more stuff on that um there was a documentary that netflix did on uh as american murder on chris watts okay which if you want to hate your life uh watch it it's uh, the chris watts case it is gut-wrenching and yeah. and the documentary part of why because there's been a few again it's a recent case it just happened i think 2018 or so the reason yeah. why um this one felt this specific documentary hit harder than some of the others is that um it's told almost entirely through text messages and videos leading up to a gruesome family annihilator killing um he ah I'm not. I'm not a death penalty person. I'm not. It's it's wrong too many times. I'm the same way. I yeah. will not weep if this guy dies. If he dies violently. If somebody finds him and murders him, I will fucking cheer. That is how yeah. horrid a human being I think he is, and yeah. and how he he killed his he killed his pregnant wife, but then he killed his two very young daughters in a very brutal fashion, and one of whom fought back as he was killing them. And it's I. Ugh. So the the documentary is gut wrenching, but it is very interesting if you are like me, someone invested in in true crime. Um, but you will hate yeah. yourself a little bit after watching it. So <laughs> aren't enough aren't enough baths in the world? <laughs> That's in the world. And then Fargo season four, which I thought was just lovely. <laughs> it was a good time. I enjoyed it. I know. I was uh, the haunting of Bly Manor mm-hmm. was a delight. Mm-hmm. Um, what we do in the shadows. What has we do been... in the shadows. Thank God. <laughs> my my heart just keeps getting bigger oh. for Guillermo. Guillermo. Just every just time. Him so. Like, oh, buddy. <laughs> oh, no. That... You know, and then we had Lovecraft Country and uh, The Outsider, which I both really I liked those two. I love The Outsider. 
Yeah, me too. Uh, and I was really impressed because Jason Bateman directed a number of episodes. and I, He's been doing some really great stuff like the last four years. He is a damn good director. So, I haven't, I don't know what he's directed, but um, him in Game Night mm. is, is a delight, uh-huh. which is a comedy. It's fun, though. It's a good time. And did you ever watch The Gift? I did. All right. Well, thank you all of you for joining us for our top 10 of 2020. Um, (laughs) I might have Jim remove out the bit about the gift. (laughs) Oh, I did. Anyway, thank you for joining us for 2020. And I'll talk to you again in two weeks. Don't Read the Latin can be found at don'treadthelatin.com. On Twitter at DRTL Podcast, on Tumblr, or at Facebook.com slash Don't Read the Latin. Please rate us on iTunes and tell your friends and themes about us. We're dying to meet them. <laughs>